Fiji's election campaign period is officially underway despite the lack of an official election date. Electoral Commission Chairperson Mukesh Nand announced the start of the campaigning on Tuesday local time, explaining that under the country's laws, this was one month before the earliest date that the election can be issued by the President, which is May the 26th. The only parameter for the ending of campaigning is that it will be 48 hours prior to the date of the general election, which is yet to be announced by the President Ratu Wiliame Katonivere. Joining me is the director of the Lowy Institute's Pacific Islands program, Jonathan Pike. Bula, Jonathan, so campaigning is now underway. Is, is that your understanding as well? Yeah, look, that's what seems to be the case. I've just um, made the call and it's a bit of a more of an interesting process than what you have might traditionally have in Australia or New Zealand. And that, you know, when you call the start of an election campaign, you also typically will set the date for the election itself. So, you know, in Australia, we're in the middle of an eight-week election campaign right now, which will lead to a late May election. Uh, whereas in Fiji, it's like, you know, the, the, we still don't know the date. It could be as late as January. It could be as early as, as June, you know. It could really um, – and so it's really up to the Fiji First Party to, like, put them in a bit of a strategic driver's seat into how they want this electoral this election process to play out. Um, because, you know, in the last election five years ago, I don't think – um, I don't think Fiji First at all expected to be so, come so close to being kicked out of, of power. You know, they scraped through that election with just the f- smallest of possible majorities. And so I'm sure they're thinking very strategically about this election and about how they can position themselves best to, um, to you know, maximise their chances of, of getting another term in government. But it's going to be a hotly hotly contested election. You know, you've got a lot of minority parties in opposition or um, there's a lot of frustration with how the economy is going. But at the same time, Fiji has had a lot of success with combating COVID and um, particularly getting everyone vaccinated, enabling them to have like a big tourism season this year. So there's a huge amount of factors that are going to play into when exactly we're going to see this election actually take place. They've done a lot of work on the voter registration system in the the last uh, couple of weeks, even the last two months or so. What's what's been the changes there? Yeah, look, that's all a bit um, really nitty gritty um, for for me. But in terms, of, but I I do know they've done a lot of work trying to update the role and to make sure that everyone's getting properly, uh, um, you know, represented and enfranchised to to vote. Um, but, you know, there has been some concerns in the opposition that it's actually there are some measures in here that will make it harder for certain groups, perhaps certain groups that don't support the government to to actually be able to vote. And that's all a bit. Um, those are all serious concerns. And that, um, you know, I hope that they do all these reforms and adjustments to make sure that the all the people who are entitled to vote, who should be entitled to vote, do have that right and are able to. Few interesting alliances is coming into the election. Um, if you can, you comment on on some of the new new ones that we're seeing this election that weren't here for the last one. Yeah, so I mean, you know, in the last elections, there it was really a battle between two parties. It was Sadelpa in opposition and Fiji First in government. Fiji First led by Baini Marama and Sadelpa led by. Rambuka, um, you know, these are two titans of Fiji um, Fiji politics who have been around a very long, long time. You now see Rambuka's left Sadelpa. He's formed his own political party. He's brought a lot of Sadelpa's people with him. And so now you have these camps forming in opposition. You ha- also ha- and you have two other minority parties. So there's now four parties in opposition that are all 
fighting in this election. I think a few more have even been registered in the recent, most recent weeks. Um, so yeah, it's a much more fractured opposition than we had in the last election. But they've all agreed that none of them would form a government with Fiji first. You know, they've all formed this these like quote unquote alliances, which the Fiji first government is saying, you know, you can't do that. You can't form coalitions like this. That's not a that's a, against you know the the constitution. I mean, I'm I'm not a constitutional expert on Fiji, so we have to let that play out. But um, but it does seem like they've all made big claims about how they wouldn't form a government with Fiji first. But there is a very likely uh, scenario wherein uh, Fiji first in this election may well not get the majority of the vote, which they were able to achieve last time. But they might, they will still um, likely, because of the, the way the opposition has splintered, they will still likely be in the position to have the majority, the most votes of any party, which would put them in the position to form government with one of these other minority parties. And so they're all talking a big game now about how they wouldn't side with Fiji first. But if it comes to that scenario where one of them, one, particularly one of these smaller parties, if they get two or three seats in parliament, you know, they could be in a real position of kingmaking um, as to who gets to, to take over power. And so, um, yeah, these coalitions, how they play, how they, how strong they hold through the election campaign um, and, you know, how, how much Fiji first tries to, you know, win them over, um, it's going to be very interesting to watch as well. Um, you know, we've got a very similar situation playing out here in Australia uh, in this election with all the independents and minority parties that are also running in this election. So it's, yeah, a very different landscape from what we saw five years ago. And um, yeah, equally, and it just makes it all very uncertain as to see, to, to know like how this is going to play out for Fiji first and their chances to uh, retain government. And, and what are what are some of the, the major election issues we're, we're seeing in, in the discussions leading up to this and around this election? This is obviously been a very challenging few years for Fiji as it has for the rest of the world. But, you know, Fiji is a very tourism dependent um, economy has been really, really severely hit uh, in the last two years as a result of closed borders and COVID lockdowns. Um, you know, so I think that is going to be a massive, massive one in terms of how many businesses were lost, how many people's um, livelihoods were lost in the last few years and are not being able to claw it back this year as the country reopens. That, I think, will be a big challenge for Fiji first to, to manage, but it's also offset by, I think, there has been great success in, again, getting the country vaccinated to enable this kind of reopening, this tourism boom we're seeing this year. So I think the economy is going to be a real critical one. If it can bounce back this year, if people can feel good about the, the prospects of good for the country's back on a um, good trajectory, I think that's that might benefit Fiji first. Uh, but there's but you know Fiji first has also been in power a long time. And you know, just like you know, governments get stale, governments can get old, there's can be frustration a lot of legacy frustrations. Um, there is concern in the opposition about consolidation of power between Frank Bainimarama and um, the Attorney General, Ayad Sayakoyum, and I think, you know, there's, so that could also be play out in, in the, in the voting as well, that people are just ready for change. Um, so it's going to be hotly contested. It's going to be very interesting to see. I mean, let's see how it plays out. I think there will be a lot of personality politics thrown into the middle, but I hope that, that there is a lot of focus as well on these big policy issues that are going to define Fiji's, um, economic and development trajectory for the next, you know, decade.